0: Welcome to a special Invest Talk bonus program. The Invest Talk Rapid Fire Hour. Typically, each day, Steve Peasley and Justin Klein receive more new voice bank questions than they can fit into a live show format. So, in this bonus program, caller questions will be served up and answered with brief but helpful responses from Steve or Justin. Please tell your friends about Invest Talk. And remember that the Anytime listener lines never close. 888 99 Chart.
1: Hello, and thank you for downloading this Invest Talk podcast. I'm Justin Klein, and this is our April 2022 Rapid Fire Hour. We've been tracking our podcast download numbers, they have increased month over month, reaching record highs. And now we are at over 40 million downloads in the history of Invest Talk and approaching A million downloads every single month. So this is very exciting. It's all thanks to you. But as you can imagine, more listeners means more live show callers. And our normal show is only an hour a day. And therefore, we need to find ways to answer more of your questions. And this is our effort to do that. And we have a great number of voice bank questions that are ready for our answers so we've dedicated this show to your pre-recorded caller questions and the calls that came in earlier on 888 chart and i will provide as many answers as possible in this bonus podcast one note this show will focus on stock questions so let's get started
2: good afternoon Stephen and justin this is mj from virginia first of all just i want to thank you for all you do uh, i've been listening to your podcast for the last three years I don't think I missed any episode. And I I believe this is the best uh, podcast in the business. Uh, So thank you. Now, I want to ask you about XT, iShare Exponential Technology ETF. I bought it and now went down. And I'm asking you for the long term, is it better to sell? If I sell, I'm going to go to V-O-O. This is what usually I keep on my uh, taxable account. So I want to see if you think it's good to sell after going down or should I keep it uh, for a little bit more until it will go up. Thank you for all you do. Bye-bye.
1: All right. Well, thank you for listening for a long period of time and appreciate those kind words. Uh, But you're looking at XT, which is the iShares Exponential Technology ETF, and you've been listening for a while. So I'm a little surprised that you bought this because this is 53% invested in technology and 24% in healthcare, which a lot of that is biotech. So these are companies that are trading at high multiples. And it's all about the future. Well, guess what I've said this before recently, which is, hey, on companies in the here and now that can produce profits, cash flows, and fulfill the needs of the world today. And these are this is filled with companies that just simply cannot do that. Uh, and and that's why it's struggling. And so you absolutely do not want to be in this in this decade, this is going to be a very difficult decade for companies like this that are about the future versus the companies that are about today. So absolutely sell it. Now you're looking at uh, putting it to video, oh, that's just the S&P 500. That's also leaning tech, 25% of the portfolio would be tech. So you're getting you're, you're improving, you're getting a little bit more exposure to areas like uh, energy, which XT only has, has less than 1% whereas vo has 4%, right? The SP is only about three and a half four 4%. Uh, but still, that's not the a great place to put it either because you're still leaning on the growth side of the market. You want to be leaning on the the hard assets, basic materials, real estate, energy, industrials, all that in the S&P kind is less than 15%. That's not, that's not great. (laughs) Uh, Maybe a little over 15%, but still less than 20%. That's not that great. Whereas technology is 25% of the S&P. So incrementally, you're moving it better, but you need to still lean more on the value side of the market. Now let's keep things moving. Here's another Invest Talk Voice Bank question right now.
3: Hey Steve or Justin, this is Tyler from Ohio. I just had a question about two companies. The first one, SkyX, that's the ticker symbol, the company is SQL Technologies. And then the second one is Constellation Energy Corp, ticker CEG. Steve, you just let me know what you think about them. I'd appreciate it. Thanks guys.
1: All right, the first one is SKYX, which is SQL Technologies. They lose money. So that's the first issue, uh, about a billion dollar market cap, they their business of developing proprietary technology enables quick and safe installation of electrical fixtures, such as lighting fixtures and technology, uh, or sorry, ceiling fans. Hmm, interesting. Um, I like that it's kind of in the in the real world, right, where you're, 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 uh, you're, you're focusing on new ways better ways to install lighting fixtures that's great but they barely have any revenue and they're just losing money so i definitely wouldn't be investing in sq s k y x sql technologies now constellation constellation energy they provide power natural gas renewable energy and energy management products here in the u.s and clearly that's in much higher demand and earnings are are showing supposed to make $2.53 this year, that's uh, almost back to sorry, next year, they're supposed to make $3.54, which would be back above their 2019 level of earnings of $3.45. So uh, definitely digging out of the COVID hole here. Um, The technicals look fine. And I'm gonna give this one uh, a thumbs. Up, I like the the business that it's in, and it definitely is uh, trending the right way, uh, better than uh, a lot of stocks. So I'm going to give Constellation Energy a thumbs up. This is a special Invest Talk bonus podcast, the April Rapid Fire Hour.
3: Hi, Steve or Justin. A previous caller
4: called about locating a five year PE range for free. I use MacroTrends.com. If you go to MacroTrends.com and you put in a ticker symbol
3: and you pull up the P-E ratio tab, you should be able to see a five-year and an all-time P-E ratio range. And also, I was wondering if I can get your opinion on ticker symbol FANG, F-A-N-G, Diamondback Energy. Do you believe now is a good time to get in? If not, what would be a good time? At what price? Thank you. Bye.
1: All right. This is Diamondback Energy. Energy, F-A-N-G. I always look at it, I think it's like a FANG name, but it's not just F-A-N-G thing. Uh, it's engaged in oil and gas exploration and production of unconventional, onshore, and in the Permian Basin, where there's a lot of natural gas. So this is certainly done well in the era of higher energy prices. Supposed to make $11.27, actually last year, that was last year. This year, it's supposed to make $21.22, and next year, a small dip in in, uh, in earnings. But uh, I think this is fine. It, it's definitely has a decent amount of debt, but they've been paying that down with the cash flow and the growth. And it's in the energy patch, so it's had a small ba- pullback recently. And you know you want to be buying, uh, I think, energy on on dips. And so this is a name that that I like. Uh, and thanks for the tip on MacroTrends.net. Actually, I think is what you what you meant, meant MacroTrends.net. Yeah, you can go to the to any of the stocks there uh, that you can just. Type in this ticker symbol, and there's a price ratios tab. And you can kind of look at the longer-term P-E ratio um, uh, uh, chart, and you'll see the the, the 5-year, 10-year range there. So thanks for the tip. Now let's go back to the Best Talk Voice Bank for a question that came in earlier from
5: Pennsylvania. Yes, my name is Donald. I'm from Pennsylvania calling about a stock, Zendesk. The ticker symbol is Z E N, seems to have a great deal of growth, and they're a software, cloud based software company. I think that it's a a good a growth stock for the future. However, it might be out of favor, and the price seems to be way out of a buy point. I'm not sure how to give it a an valuation and what might be a good place to get in. I was talking with a coworker who is uh, leaving sales position he's going over to that company and he's a rock star salesperson to begin with. So he's a really sharp guy. I thought it might be good to take a look at. And they seem to have people that generate a great deal of income for them in the sales field. Just take a look at it if you would, please. Give me your thoughts on it. Uh, I appreciate your help. I'll listen for the answer on the podcast. Thank you very much. Bye.
1: All right, looking at Zendesk, and you are correct, it's valued uh, at a very premium price, $15 billion market cap, and they do a little over, we'll call it a billion and a half per year in revenue. So trading about 10 times price to sales, which is on the expensive side. It's come down, it's 21% off its 52 week high, but that's after a recent bounce in the shares. And it's only supposed to make a $1.21 next year. So based on that, it's trading about 100 times forward earnings. And its cash flow is now positive, which is good, but only $141 million. That's a price to free cash flow of (laughs) 1,000, just egregious multiples. So once again, growth stocks, those are going to struggle. Even if the business is good, and I'm sure that salesperson that's going to go over there drive a lot of sales, uh, probably well-run business. It is well-run. It's it's growing, but it's not growing an amazing rate. It's growing about twenty to thirty percent revenue growth per quarter. It's what it's uh, pretty much done every quarter for the last eight quarters, which is good. But is that worth fifteen billion dollar uh, market cap in a in a hundred times earnings multiple. I really don't think so. So interesting name to keep an eye on because it is well run. It's going to grow over time. Uh, but to grow into this valuation, it would have to grow at this level for a decade plus, And you probably would be at the same place as you are today because those multiples are just simply too high. So I'm going to pass on Zendesk for now. It's got to be a lot lower. Now let's pivot from Pennsylvania to North Carolina for this invest talk question.
6: Hi, this is Craig from North Carolina. I've been listening to Invest Talk for many months now, and it's a great show. I have about a 10% position in intermediate-term bond funds. I'm retired, and I'm thinking of taking half of this and putting it into a residential REIT, specifically REZ. I'd like to stay away from commercial and retail REITs. What do you think? Is it too late to the party, or go ahead with this move? thank you. I'll listen for
1: the answer. Well, you're definitely taking a lot more risk. I know you're probably after the dividend. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, that's nice, that income. But you are taking more risk. Now, is this a smart risk? More risk is always bad. Uh, I like that this is in the residential space, you're avoiding office and, 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 and retail, which is I think a smart thing to do. And the chart of this looks perfectly fine. It's in an uptrend, it's consolidating. I have no issue uh, with that that part. Um, so increasing your allocation here is certainly fine, except, especially for the medium term. And I think we're gonna have a shortage of housing for a while, even though even if interest rates go up, the demand for, buying a house, renting apartments, renting homes, that's still going to go up, um, especially as the supply chains get more difficult, uh, the cost to, to build uh, goes up as, as, as you have inflation. Existing real estate is going to have more value, and you're getting exposure in this way with with this uh, ETF. So I have no problem with it. Uh, if you're looking to increase your read exposure, this is probably one of the better ETFs for that. Now, this is a special Invest Talk podcast bonus show. We call it the Rapid Fire Hour. And as you can tell, I'm moving at a faster pace. My objective is to provide solid answers and unbiased guidance and get to as many listener questions as possible. So let's keep going.
3: Hey, Justin. Hey, Steve. Had a couple questions about some energy stocks. Ticker symbol MIR, Marion, it's a nuclear energy based company, as well as Inadiva Biomass, ticker symbol EVA. I want to know what you guys think about
1: some of these energy companies. Thanks. Look forward to hearing back. Have a great day, y'all. All All right. M-I-R. I haven't heard of this one, but Myron Technologies. Myron Technologies, they provide product services and software that allows customers to safely leverage the power of ionized radiation for the greater good of humanity through critical applications in the medical nuclear defense markets, as well as laboratories, scientific research, analysis, and exploration. Very interesting. Great description, but the business is not doing very hot. I just recently started creating revenue. So it's to earn 47 cents next year. That's good. But that's also being downgraded by analysts. So this is too murky for me. One and a half billion dollar market cap. The chart is terrible. So I would need the chart to give me some sense that this is... You know, turning sentiment is turning on the name. Um, I like the description. I really have to understand the business a little bit more. How much is it really leveraged to the increased use of nuclear power? If I really thought that that was the case, then I would start to like the name and then I would watch for some technical cues. But I see no technical cues yet, so I would pass on that. And then Eva E V A supplies utility grade wood pellets for major power generators located in northern Europe. Ah, this one's interesting. So basically, when natural gas is people shift their use of energy uh, to different sources based on higher prices. Historically, coal and natural gas have been the most over the past uh, few decades, the most uh, commonly substituted type of power source natural gas prices get too high, you substitute coal. If coal gets too expensive, you substitute into natural gas. And a lot of power plants can operate on both. Well, it sounds like this is using wood pellets to power to, to uh, power these, these power plants. And as natural gas prices in Europe continue to go up, and I think that will likely continue, this is doing well. Uh, earnings are expected to reach $1.85 next year, which looks like it would be an all-time high. So, I like the trends. I like what you're looking at. This is definitely a play on European natural gas prices. Now, be sure to tell your friends and family about our Invest Talk Rapid Fire Hour podcast. And next up, a question from a listener in Washington State.
4: Hi, this is George from Washington State. And I have a question about Ticker Wire, W I R E. Anchor wire. I'm looking at the performance. I mean they start already going up, but I believe they're still pretty decent investments for this year, maybe next year. What do you think? Thank you.
1: This is Encore Wire Corp. They manufacture electrical wire and cables using homes, apartments, manufactured housing, etc. Last year they made twenty six dollars and twenty two cents. And currently trading a hundred and seven dollars, down thirty percent from its fifty two week high. And you're gonna say, Well, twenty six dollars uh, on that's a that's a four-ish P ratio. But this is where it comes to understanding a reversion to the mean. And this year, they're expected to only make $10.38 and $10.08 next year. And that's being downgraded. That estimate is being downgraded as well. Pre-pandemic, they were making $2.77. And their earnings were kind of all over the place, up and down. Positive, but up and down. So are we going to trend back to 2 3 $4 in earnings? Probably looks like it. I think it's over earning, uh, the chart is definitely bad, and continues to go down. So I would not be by buyer this name until I get a sense of where that's going to where the earnings are going to level out at. And right now it's $10, but easily could go a lot lower, especially with the cost of capital going up and it being more difficult to source the raw materials for homes. And if less are being produced because of those factors, well, then they're going to use less electrical wire cable etc so i'm going to pass on Encore wire now steve and i have said many times that we appreciate our diverse invest talk audience and in fact we receive caller questions from around the world and across america so let's take a question now this time from florida hey steve or
6: justin this is randy in tampa florida thank you for all you do been a long time listener recommended it to a lot of people I wanted to see what your thoughts are on ticker symbol C-O-W-Z-COWS, the ETF, uh, free cash flow ETF, very focused on that right now based on all your recommendations and foreseeing it as a good potential play. So just want to get your opinion on it. Thank you so much for all you do. Look forward to hearing my uh, question on the program. Bye-bye.
1: All right. This is an interesting one. This is C-O-W-Z-COWS, the Pacer U.S. Cash Cow 100 ETF. And this is definitely in the value side of the market, kind of sitting between mid and large cap. So it's going to be more volatile than the overall uh, S&P, but it is definitely leaning on the, like I said, the value side of the market, which is where you want to be. 14% in basic materials, drastically higher than the S&P. Consumer cyclicals, 15%. Uh, real estate, only three. That's interesting. But energy, 16%. Technology, only 9%. Far lower than what the S&P is. And then healthcare, 22%, which often is a very cash cow type of, of business. So I like the way it leans. I don't love its top few uh, holdings, meta platforms or Facebook, Moderna. But overall, I like the way that it uh, it sits. And so this, this is a good example of a way to uh, an ETF that can filter for particular metrics uh, and build a portfolio that's going to likely be superior to the S&P. Now, you're going to pay up for that. Its expense ratio is about 0.449%, but you will definitely do better in this, probably this decade, than something like the s and I'm Justin Klein, and I thank you for downloading this Invest Talk podcast bonus show. In this hour, I'm focusing solely on caller questions, which we are retrieving from our voice bank. Our anytime listener line never closes. So when you have a finance or investment question, call 888-99-CHART. Now let's go to a question from Hayward, California.
3: Hi, Justin or Steve. Uh, Love the show. This is Alan calling from Hayward, California. I just wanted to know if you think Lakeland Industries is a good investment. Would you consider it a growth or value stock and why? They produce protective work gear for firefighters, electricians, etc., They had an abnormally huge spike in sales in 2021, which I'm assuming was due to COVID. Yeah, just wanna know what you think. Um,
1: That's Larry, Apple, Kelly, Edward. Thank you, bye. All right, this is Lakeland Industries, and is this a growth stock or a value stock? And I'm going to say neither, because it is not growing. Revenue's down 28% year over year. Earnings down 69% year over year last quarter. And it's no, not even a value stock either, because it's trading at about uh, twenty dollars per share, and it's supposed to make a dollar sixty this year. And those are those estimates are coming down as well. So even based on that, it's trading, I guess, in the mid mid teens and multiple, but it's not growing; it's shrinking. So what do you pay for that? Pre pandemic, it was making eighteen cents a share in twenty nineteen, and like you said, uh, they they make PPE. That's why it th- they did so well. They made $4.31 last year. A lot of demand for protective clothing. And the pandemic is, is getting further and further behind us. And we're more in the endemic stage. And there's still probably some demand for these things. But I don't think it's cheap enough. And I don't like the trend of the business. Now, I will say the chart is starting to firm up. So I'm seeing some positivity near term. But... I don't find it cheap enough to me to get me excited about it. So I'm going to pass on on Lakeland Industries. This is a special Invest Talk Rapid Fire Hour podcast. Now let's keep moving.
6: Hey, Steve or Justin. I was just calling to get your thoughts on MP materials. It's had a good run over the last year. And I was just wondering if it was maybe a good long-term hold or if I should maybe take some profits.
1: Thank you. This MP materials owns and operates a rare earth mining and processing site uh, of scale in uh, the largest one of the largest, excuse me. Uh, I know it's here in the US, I believe it's in Nevada, if I remember correctly. And this is a simple commodity play. And it's really a play on a multipolar world, which I do think we're going into. And it's going to be more difficult to source raw materials and rare earth materials, which some live up to the name and a lot of them do not. But a lot of the rare earth mi- minerals today come out of China. And if we continue to have, uh, you know, instead of a unipolarity world, a multipolarity world where uh, maybe China joins Russia and and some other countries in uh, kind of an Eastern block of, of economies, then MP materials is certainly going to benefit from that situation. Revenue growth is, is increasing dramatically. And, uh, you know, the big issue is the multiple. It's trading pretty expensive multiple times forward earnings, uh, something like 35 times forward earnings. That's it's pretty high. Um, but I would hold it, to be honest with you, as long as you're not overweight the, the particular stock or the sector. Uh, I think it's a, it's a good stock to, to hold. Um, would I be buying more here? Probably not. I'd probably want to buy more on a pullback, but uh, I definitely wouldn't be aggressively selling it. 888 chart our phone lines never close.
3: Hi, Steve and Justin. I wanted your opinion on ticker symbol DMB. It's a Bank of New York Mellon Municipal Bond Infrastructure Fund. I was looking at it for taxable portfolio. Again, the ticker symbol is DMB. Thank you.
1: All right, looking at DMB, the BNY Mellon Muni Bond Infrastructure ETF. And it's clearly in a downtrend because interest rates are going up. And that's really the, the the main issue here is that clearly there's a good amount of interest rate risk. It's gone from 17 in October to 12 today. Now you might say this is a good buying opportunity. You might be correct. But I don't, I don't love, love it. Uh, And the first thing you have to think about with any muni bond investment is you need to be in the highest tax bracket. If you're not, a lot of people wanna buy it to avoid taxes. Well, if you're in a kind of a middling tax bracket, you're gonna be better off probably buying taxable bonds of some type because the wealthy are the ones that are typically buying these type of names and they get uh, the best bang for the buck, they get the best advantage over those in, in lower tax brackets, right? Because their income is the same as those in lower tax brackets, but their uh, ability, their, their their ability to avoid taxes is higher. And so they typically will drive the price of uh, these mini bonds higher. So make sure that if you're going to buy anything like this, it's, you're in the highest tax bracket. But I really don't love this. I don't love the duration risk. Clearly, there's a lot, and uh, the yield is not that fantastic. Let's check out what it is here 12 month yield, 5%. Decent, uh, but you're taking a lot of risk, and I don't love the risk reward here. Now, we often get Invest Talk questions from Napa, California, and here comes one now.
3: Hi, Steve or Justin. This is Nick from Napa. I was just calling about uh, ticker symbol CMG, Chipotle. I bought a couple shares uh, in 2017, around $300, and it's had quite the run-up now. And at the levels, kind of want to sell it because I want to pay off my student loans uh, with, with the money and, and the gains that I've had. So i wondering if this is a good area, good time, because I know it's a growth stock and uh, it's got a lot of potential still. But I uh, just wanted to get some feedback from you guys. Love the show. Thanks so
1: much. Okay. Well, congrats on the purchase and the big gain. And I do think it is a good time to start trimming your uh, Chipotle position. It's trading at a very high multiple now. And the the growth is certainly slowing. Two quarters ago, re- ago revenue was up 39%. And earnings up 1,000% year over year. But last quarter, earnings were only up 22% and 60%. Revenues were up 22%. Earnings were up 60%. But this year is supposed to be 24% earnings growth, so a deceleration there. Uh, and it's trading, like I said, at a pretty high multiple 37 times enterprise value to EBITDA. And historically, if you look at where this typically trades, it trades at more times in the mid teens to the low 20s, at 37 times. So uh, the, the slowing growth, the high multiple that it still trades at, I think this is a good time to be selling and taking your profits and moving on. Now, we get calls from all over America and from men and women, and we appreciate that. And this came in earlier on 888 chart
3: Hello, my name is Paige.
6: I'm a grateful listener, and I'm calling based on a comment Justin made last week about Honeywell International, ticker symbol H-O-N, having the only nuclear power plant, and he said it's scheduled to reopen in 2023. That made me wonder about buying the stock Honeywell. So
4: would be curious to hear
6: your assessment of that stock and a good purchase point and just the um viability of the logic of buying Honeywell now, knowing that they might have a coveted asset once they reopen this nuclear power plant or nuclear something. (laughs) Whatever Justin said. Thank you. Bye.
1: I don't remember saying anything about Honeywell opening a nuclear plant wouldn't shock me that they're part of uh, that particular process. They're one of the largest uh, industrial conglomerates in the world. uh, with a markup 132 billion, they do about $8.6 billion in revenue per quarter. I like that they have some uh, exposure in those type of uh, technologies. But the problem is with buying it just based on that particular piece of data, maybe that was Steve that said that or maybe you read it somewhere else but is that they are very diversified. They have a lot of different business segments from building technologies to performance materials, safety and productive productivity solutions. Uh, they're just, they have a lot of divisions, a lot of revenue. Um, they deal with airlines and critical infrastructure, buildings, et cetera. So it's a very good company but I wouldn't buy it just based on that. And, and a lot of people do that, you know, you hear one thing and, and, oh, that's interesting. That's, that's exciting about that particular company. But especially as you get into the larger companies, one small project, one particular aspect of their business doing well can oftentimes be countered by the rest of their business doing poorly. So you don't want to be buying it simply based on that. Now, what I will say is it's an industrial conglomerate. And I like that. I like that those type of businesses, it's cash flow is consistent. And it's buying back shares. Um, so and it has a high return on equity, high return on invested capital return on assets, those things are all positive. I buy it based on those particular reasons, but not simply because they're involved in the opening of a nuclear one nuclear plant. Okay. So once again, like Honeywell, but not for that particular reason. Now this is a special invest talk bonus podcast the april rapid fire hour we're moving along at a faster pace so let's go to seattle for this question
4: hey justin and steve this is nick calling from seattle i'm reaching out about upstart they're an ai powered lender roughly a nine billion dollar market cap this firm is profitable with a trailing pe sorry that's a forward pe around 80 and they're expected to grow their earnings in 2022 but more impressively, revenue growth for 22 expected to be around 75%. With this high-growth stock trading below its 200-day moving average, is it time to get in and double down on this position? Thanks, guys. Uh, looking forward to your comment on the show.
1: Well, the simple answer is no. I'm not sure about the revenue growth for this year being 75%, but earnings expectations are actually to be down 3%, to so $2.28 per share from $2.35 last year. So if they do have revenue growth of 75%, it doesn't seem like, based on analyst expectations, that it's going to translate into actual earnings. And that's the issue here. Now, a few positives. It's still growing at a very fast clip. And they're repurchasing $400 million worth of common stock, which is about 5% of the float. I like that. So they're they're plowing some of their, their positive cash flow into the business. But it still trades at a pretty hefty multiple 30 Five to forty, depending on which earn, which earnings year you're you're talking about, but based on two dollars and twenty eight cents this year, that's a forty five multiple. That's a little too high for for me. Uh, and the chart looks pretty poor. Uh, I would be thinking about monitoring this maybe later in the summer, uh, and I really need to understand the trajectory of that business. Is it really going to make three dollars and twenty cents next year, and why would that be happening? So I really need to dig into that, not just what the revenue growth is, but how that translates into earnings. So that's my take on Upstart. Now, back to California for this question from 88899 chart
3: Hi, Stephen, Justin. This is Kevin calling from Walker Center, California. As always, love the show. My question today is about a company called Trex Company. T-R-E-X is the symbol. Uh, they make wood decking and they sell, sell wood decking. They've got a current P.E. of 38 and a forward-looking P.E. of about 24. Wondering if this is a good entry point. The stock price is currently around 69. And in a definite downtrend, wondering if it's a good or bad time to get into this, if they're too sensitive to the inflation that might occur again with lumber prices and whether or not that can be passed on to consumers and, or if people are just kind of done working on their houses, but I've been looking at this company and it looks like it might be getting close to a good price to get in. Appreciate your comments on the show. I'll be
1: listening. Thank you. It's certainly benefited from the home buying craze, people moving out to bigger houses with more land and ability to remodel, uh, and just expand what they what they have because they have more room uh, and probably their budgets are uh, were a, a lot uh, less strained as uh, the cost of living in those more rural areas are, are a lot lower and a lot of people use that arbitrage and they able to work remote and, and all that. So we know that trend and Trex has, has benefited from it. Earnings for 2021 are $2.14 at all time high. That's up from pre-pandemic levels of only $1.25 in 2019. Now this year is supposed to be $2.45 in earnings and two eighty one next year, but those earnings expectations are in decline. And typically when they're in decline, they continue to go lower. Now the positive on this, even though it's down 53% from its 52 week high, is that today, it had a pretty solid reversal on high volume. So that's telling me that maybe, maybe this has found a near term bottom. It's right at, also at the 200 week moving average. So that's going to be support. So multiple factors here are are saying, Hey, maybe this is the low in the near term. Now, uh, I think that's still TBD, but there are some pretty decent signs. Uh, no, it's not cheap. Even based on next year's earnings, which are coming down, it's trading at about 30 times. Uh, that's a little high for me. Earning, or revenue's up 33% last quarter. Earnings up 49%. Um, so I would say it's a decent bet here. It's still a little expensive. I don't like the earnings downgrades, but I like the chart that it's reversed today on high volume at major support, uh, and I still think long term, there are some good trends. I think that's the trend of people moving out of city centers into rural areas, cheaper markets, and expanding their home and remodeling is, is certainly going to benefit them. But there's also the aspect where refinancing, cash out refinancings to, re- to remodel your home are going to be in decline, are in decline in a big way because of higher rates. So certainly multiple factors going each way, but you have a 53% decline in the, st- in the stock price at a, at least a reasonable value right now. I'm Justin Klein. I thank you for downloading this special InvestTalk bonus podcast, the Rapid Fire Hour. Please tell your friends about our program and our website, investtalk.com. Remember, our philosophy at a KPP financial, independent thinking, shared success. You can learn about our unbiased guidance and the variety of our investment programs at investtalk.com. And next, Steve Peasley will come to the InvestTalk microphone to take a swing at your questions. Let's say Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at hackerone.com. That's h-a-c-k-e-r-o-n-e.com.
7: Hackerone.com. Hopefully, this is the last time you'll hear this ad, because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details.
8: You know how to book flights and hotels.
0: You are listening to a special Invest Talk bonus program, the Invest Talk Rapid Fire Hour. Caller questions are being answered with brief but unbiased and helpful responses from Steve or
10: Justin. I'm Steve Peasley, and this is a special Invest Talk podcast bonus show. We call it the Rapid Fire Hour. Justin handled the first set of questions, and I will tackle the second segment now. So, as you can tell, we are moving at a pretty fast pace. The objective is to provide solid answers and unbiased guidance and to get as many listener questions as possible. So, let's keep going.
5: Steve, Justin, what's going on, y'all? Quick question. Starbucks, super downtrend. Good time to buy, yes or no? Look forward to hearing the answers. Thanks.
10: I'd say no, not yet. Uh, operates 33,833 store coffee shops. We know it's huge, but it's no longer the dynamic growth company it ha- was, and it's always been expensive. So I would think you've got a ways down before let it come down some more. I think it's going to go down to the, you know, the, uh, oh, I'd say about the $70 area. It's right now at $80. So I, I'd be waiting. I'd be patient on Starbucks. SBUX is a symbol, everybody. Let's go back to our caller questions. Hey,
5: Steve. Thanks for all of you and Justin do. I was calling about FMCC, Freddie Mac, uh, Federal Home Loan Mortgage Corporation. I know y'all don't like uh, penny stocks, but it seems dirt cheap on a backward looking uh, PE ratio. It doesn't have any estimates coming up uh, as far as what's supposed to be earned, but I want your take on it.
10: So thank you for all you do. FMCC, Federal Home Loan Mortgage Corporation, purchases home mortgages and funds them in the capital markets using mortgage-backed securities. Mm, I would say no at this point. Remember, the housing market is falling. Uh, Well, it's, it's still actually doing pretty well, but it's peaked. With mortgage rates going up, it's going to be more difficult for the Federal Home Loan Mortgage Corporation to make profits. Even though it's inexpensive, I still think you stay away from it. Next up, a caller from California asking about HBI.
4: Good evening. My name is Sean, and I'm from Anaheim. I was calling because I had a question about HBI Haynes Brand. Recently, I'd actually purchased Joanne Fabric, and I purchased it because it had a low PE and a high dividend, and it seemed like an attractive purchase. And then it fell, and now I'm considering buying Haynes Brand. <laughs> it also has a low P.E. and an attractive dividend. And also, uh, I believe maybe Justin mentioned that as we move maybe towards having tighter money and maybe possibly towards a recession, some of the kind of more common goods maybe will pick up a little bit of momentum. So something like Haynes brand that's going to be in all the target stores seems like it should see a boost in sales. So am I making another mistake possibly by looking into Haynes brand HBI? Thank you.
10: No, I th- I like Hanes brand. HBI uh, makes t-shirts, bras, panties, men's underwear, kids' underwear, socks. I mean, basic fundamentals of clothing. Right? Everybody's going to need it. It's not going away, uh, and the stock is cheap. It's going to make a dollar It's always made money. It's going to make a dollar ninety-five next year, a dollar seventy-four this year. It's a fourteen-dollar stock. So it's very inexpensive. Mind you it has always been inexpensive because it's not a high grower. It's growing in the low single digit percentages, 4 or 5%, but it pays a 4.2% de- dividend. My only fear is there's a lot of debt with Haynes Brands, a lot of debt and that that's my only fear. I want to like I would check into the debt. I'm Steve Peaslin, and I thank you for downloading this Invest Talk podcast bonus show. In this podcast, we are focusing solely on caller questions, which we are retrieving from our voice bank. Our anytime listener lines never close, so when you have a finance or investing question, call 888-99-CHART.
4: Hey, guys. Jordan from Mandeville calling about Ellington Financial, Echo,
3: Fox, Charlie. I'm mainly into this one for the nice monthly dividend it pays, but I wanted to get your opinions on the stock itself. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work.
10: Okay, the reason why this is this stock never goes up much, never really goes down much. Up in a crisis, which you know it will go down in a crisis. Ellington Financial Inc. acquires and manages non-agency and agency mortgage-backed securities and mortgage-related derivatives. So the mortgage business. Remember, you know we are peaking in our housing market, as I said before. Then we're going to make a dollar ninety-eight next this year and a dollar ninety-nine next year. Uh, And it's a $16.97 stock, so it's very low price, but it's always been low price. It's right in the middle of the range right now, the PE range anyways, but it pays a 10% dividend. Can it maintain 10%? It can with such a low price of $16.97, but sales are shrinking and fast. They shrank 48% last quarter. Twenty-eight percent core before, then eighteen percent core before that. So earnings might be going up, so sales are shrinking. So you can't keep that up. I I I stay away from these kinds of stocks. Next, let's pivot to Arizona for another listening line question.
4: Hi, Stephen Justin, it's Art from Tucson, calling about Centrus Energy Corp. L E U. It's a uranium stock, and due to its exposure to Ukraine, it's dropped precipitously. Today, it's down 9% while other uranium stocks are surging. So I'm just wondering about your take on the risk-reward here for a long-term hold. Now, I know it's got exposure to the Ukraine, but once that conflict is um, over, I would expect it to bounce back quite well. Just interested in your take on it. Okay, I'll listen on the podcast. Thank you.
10: LEU, Centrus Energy Corporation, it's out of Bethesda, Maryland, supplies low-enriched uranium for commercial nuclear power plants. Uh, it's going to make $2.87 this year, $2.57 next year. Last year it made $9. The year before it only made $0.57. Cents. Very erratic in its earnings, up and down, very erratic. It's a $30 stock, and it's going to make $25.00. $2.57, so that means the P.E. is, oh, 11 or 12, and the range is huge, 1 to 39, so it's all over the place. So this is one of those, you know, you got to take your chances, uh, and it's going to be erratic. Uh, I don't care for it because of it's so erratic in its earnings. Um, I would avoid it myself. This is a special Talk bonus podcast, the April rapid-fire hour. We are moving along at a faster pace Back to the Voice Bank.
5: Hi, uh, I'm calling about Fubo TV. The stock symbol is F-U-E-O. Thanks.
10: Okay, this is a $5.86 $5. stock. Fubo TV Inc. provides a live TV streaming platform for subscribers to access live sports event news and entertainment. It's a small company, under a billion, about $900 million they lose money they've lose lost money for years now years and years sales are doing very well up 120% last year 150 um, last quarter 156 quarter before that 199% quarter before that but even though sales are at 231 million in the most recent quarter so this is a growth stock and you're buying it for the growth prospects as no earnings I don't buy companies that don't have earnings uh, it used to be around a $30, 40 stock. Now it's $5.86. So if you wanted to take a really high risk because the sales growth is doing really well, then you could take that risk. But it doesn't make money, and it doesn't look like it's going to make money next year or even maybe not the year after. So you have to, it's a pretty risky play. Okay, and now we go to Ohio for a question that came in earlier on eight 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 ninety nine chart Hey, Steve. Hey,
2: Justin. This
3: is Tyler from Ohio. I just had a question about a couple stocks. I'm wondering what your opinion is on these being invested in this company during this environment. First one is IIPR, Innovative Industrial Properties. And then the second one is CEG, Constellation Energy Group. I'd love to hear your opinion.
4: Thank you, guys.
10: So we're going to take just one. We'll take the first one, Innovative Industrial Properties. It's a REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust targets acquisition of industrial real estate assets that are used for growing medical use cannabis. Okay, we've talked about this one before. Sales are doing very, very well, up 59% last quarter, 57% before that, but the sales are only $58 million, and it's a $5 billion company. So it's way overpriced at $185 a share, uh, it's going to make $8.80 this year, $10.67 next year, pays a 3.8% dividend. So it's got great prospects, but you're gonna, it's probably going to be volatile. I kind of like where it is because I think that that's a growth area that's going to be around for some time, and they're making a lot of money and have for years. So I like that part of the company as well. So I, I would not be opposed to taking a small position in this company. I would not be. This is a special Invest Talk Rapid Fire Hour podcast. Let's keep moving.
3: Hi, Justin or Steve. I'm calling about NI Source Inc., ticker symbol NI. I wanted to get your thoughts on this particular company, the fundamental and technical analysis, and at what price point you would consider adding it to your portfolio. I'll be listening to your response on the podcast. Thank you.
10: Okay, this is out of Indiana. Ni Source, Ni is a symbol holding a holding company providing natural gas, electricity services, electric services to three point seven million customers in Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Kentucky, Maryland, and Massachusetts. They've made money forever. They're going to make money this year, dollar forty five. Next year, dollar fifty five a share. These are you know, these are, utility companies are not exciting growth companies. They're not but they generally pay a pretty decent dividend. This is paying 2.9% now. Just in recent time, it was in a range between 23 and 26, and it broke out about a month or so ago. Now it's at 31.89, but it's never gonna be huge. It's right at the top of its range, its PE range. Uh, Sales are growing at 6% two quarters ago and 16% the most recent quarter. So you can you you want to buy this when it's on sale because of the dividend. You don't buy for the growth. So I'd wait for a pullback and then enter it. That's what I would do. Be sure to tell your friends about the Invest Talk Rapid Fire Hour podcast. And next up, a question from a listener in Minnesota. Hey guys, This is Jordan from Minnesota. I'm calling on Rent a Car Center
3: ticker symbol RCII. I'm kind of confused on the stock. It's about a four PE. Earnings continue to go up, and they pay a 5.6% dividend. Just wondering why the stock isn't moving up. I'm just wondering if you'd recommend for me to buy some more or just cut my losses here. Thanks. Love what you guys do.
10: Renner Center, Inc. operates and franchises 466 stores, offering furniture, electronics in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, um Probably, I think the reason why it's going down is because uh, the peak is in the peak of the economy, the peak of, the, the, the low of the interest rates of the Fed is pushed. Now they're raising rates and causing fear that the economy is going to slow. They want to slow it because they want to try to fight inflation. And these are the kind of stocks that are going to get hit first, and investors are anticipating that, and that's why they've driven this driven this stock from $60 three months ago now to 25 17 today. Even though it's going to make $5.94, it's an awful low price, pays a really good dividend, $5 point four percent. I mean, this is a type of stock that, when it's on sale, you want to pick it up. The question is, is it going to hold where it is in the low twenties? That's where I pick it up if I was wanted to be a buyer of this company and buy it for that dividend. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasling. I thank you for downloading this special Rapid Fire Hour podcast.
6: Yeah, I have a question on the Sweet Green. That ticker symbol SG. I'm looking to diversify my portfolio a little bit. So, I
4: just want your opinion on Sweet Green.
3: Is that something I should buy? What's your opinion on it? Thank
10: you. Okay, this is a Sweet Green. SG is a symbol. It's a fairly new company. Uh, it just came out, like, oh, December, it looks like to me. Uh, owns and operates 150 fast food restaurants in 13 states and Washington, D.C., serving healthy food at scale, whatever that means, a large I'm assuming large quantities at scale. Uh, it's growing its sales 63% in the most recent quarter, 73% the quarter before that, 162% before that. But the problem is it doesn't make money, and it's not going to make money this year or next year. It's lost money for years now. It's going to lose 92 cents next year, 92 cents a share, and a twenty-seven this year. And it's a $3 billion company. Uh, not for me. Way too new and too expensive. I wouldn't buy it. Just went one bought. Justin and I have said many times that we appreciate our diverse Invest Talk audience and in fact, we receive caller questions from around the world and across America. Let's take a question now, this time from Canada. Hey hi Steve and Justin, this is Sade from
2: Toronto, Canada. I have a question about ticker symbol palm, E as in elephant, P as in papa, A as in apple, M as in Mary. It has been down almost 50 to 60% in last one month. I just want to know your technical analysis and the good entry point. Thank you so much. I listen to your answer on the podcast. Bye.
10: Okay, this is a growth stock that uh, is still growing, but growth stock has fallen out of favor, and that's what you're fighting against. Ephraim Systems, EPAM, provider of outsourced IT and lifecycle software development services such as design. Prototyping and Testing, a $17 billion company, so it's a big company, going to make $8.62 this year and $12.75 next year, and sales are growing over 50% in the last quarter over quarter over quarter. So they're really good numbers, but it's a $305 stock. So it's not cheap. It's a lot cheaper than it used to be. It used to be over 600 but it's still not cheap. But it's got sales and earnings that are pretty impressive. I, I probably consider it at this stage, at this price. Um, we're talking twenty-five PE, which is or twenty-five thirty PE, which is still expensive. But it looks like it's hit bottom to me at a dollar sixty-eight a couple of months ago, and uh, one hundred sixty-eight, I should say. And now it's at three hundred five. So it looks like it might have hit the bottom. To imagine pick it up when it was one hundred sixty-five. But this looks pretty good as a, far as a value growth stock. But it's a growth stock, and there are in disfavor. You have to realize that. And the best stock listener questions just keep coming. Hi, Stephen Justin. What do you think of Casey's C A S Y buy, sell, or hold? Thank you. Bye. Okay, Casey's General Stores C A S Y out of. Um, Uh, Indiana, it looks like, operates 2,416 convenience stores in 16 Midwestern states under Casey's General Store name. I've never been to one. Selling for $206 a share. Is it worth it? Well, they're going to make $8.84 this year. That's up 5% from last year. And then another 6% next year, to $9.38. Okay? Uh, Sales, right around 50% the last four quarters in a row. 50% 50% growth in four quarters in a row. So again, a, self, a, a, a growth stock, and is it at $9.38 in a $206 stock? You're looking at about a 25 PE or so, and that's right at the top of its range. 18% return on equity is pretty good. The company is really solid. I just think it's expensive still. I would probably stay away at this time. Okay, we now go to Los Angeles for this question. Hi, Stephen Justin. This is Eric
6: calling from the Los Angeles area. I want to say that I really appreciate your show. I've been listening regularly for five or six years, and I've learned a lot from it. So thank you both for all that you do. Today, I'm calling with a question regarding a company called National Fuel Gas, NFG. And my question is really short-term focused, probably on a maybe three to 18-month timeline. I inherited a large position in this stock. And based on the rules around inheritance, my cost basis is fairly high. And so, for tax purposes, I intended to sell about half of that position sometime this calendar year and the remaining sometime next year. However, given kind of the macroeconomic trends and then obviously the geopolitical events, I'm kind of wondering whether that's the right approach. So, my question to you is this kind of first, what are your broad thoughts on the company? And then second, if I am going to cut that position in half this year, is now the time to do it? It's pretty close to multi-year. It is in multi-year highs, so is now the time to, the time to do that? Or do you continue to see you know a good risk-adjusted potential for uh, the upside through the rest of the year? Or maybe kind of the uh, inverse of that question is, given everything going on in the natural gas and energy sectors, should I consider selling most or all of that position this year? So. Now, this isn't a position I intend to hold on to for more than maybe two or three years, so I'm kind of looking to move it into other investments. Thank you very much for all you do, and I look forward to listening to your answer.
10: National Fuel Gas Company out of New York, holding company providing gas utility services to 753,000 customers in western New York and the northwestern Pennsylvania area, six point four billion dollar company. It made money. Has always made money. Uh, it's going to make five dollars and forty nine cents this year. A Big jump from last year, four dollars and twenty nine cents a share. Next year, another pretty decent jump to six oh nine. Now those numbers and numbers are really good. Sales numbers are really good because gas prices are really high. And I would suggest that you do sell half of it. It's at near its fifty two week high, at seventy dollars a share. I realize that it's not expensive as a PE ratio goes, but it has a low range, 10 to 18 PE ratio. It's at the low range, it's, it's a low range anyway. I, I would prefer, cause we know natural gas is really high and I think that maybe it's peaking. I don't know that for a fact, but I can tell you it's really high right now and the stock of the price is really high. So when do you sell? You sell when it's high, you don't wait till it's low. I would sell the half that you think you should sell. And you could hold on to the rest. And pay it's a two point six percent dividend. You can, you know, maybe maybe it'll go higher. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but I definitely would sell half. This is Invest Talk, the Rapid Fire Hour podcast. Only two questions remaining. Here's one now.
3: Hi guys, I'm calling about Moon M O O N. Just wondering what you guys think. Thank you.
10: Okay, this is an ETF. It's a direction fund. It's called Direction Moonshot Investors. Well, that, that title right there should tell you something about the, the, the what it does. It's Taking a Moonshot. ETF e- Seeking Investment Results Corresponding to the S&P 500 Kensho Moonshot X Index. I don't know what the Moonshot Index tracks, but the name tells me they take huge risks. That's what moonshots mean. Um, I wouldn't buy it. Uh, I don't even know what it is in, and I still wouldn't buy it because this is not the time to be taking moonshots with your stock picks. It just isn't. And this ETF has shown that that is the case since it's fallen from over $50 a share now to $18. I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I would stay away from it no matter what it does. And here's our final question for the Rapid Fire Hour podcast
5: hi Stephen justin i'm calling with a question on a reit. the symbol is v as in victor i c i vc properties incorporated i want to get what you think the outlook would be and your opinion overall i'll be listening to the answer on your show thank you
10: okay vc properties it's a REIT, real estate investment trust that owns and acquires and develops experiential real estate assets across gaming hospitality and others okay so you go for experience and experience is what they specialize in you know maybe you know a resort that has a huge number of water sports associated with the sports so you can have that experience or maybe into the a, a hotel in a jungle somewhere so you can experience that that's what they specialize in. They make money, going to make a $1.92 this year and $2.06 next year. It's a $28 stock. So it's selling for oh, what, 13, 14 PE and the range is 7 to 29. It pays a 5.1% dividend. That's the best thing about it. Sales of growth are still growing. It's just the growth is slowing. Um, so really it's an ec- economic situation. Uh, is the economy going to keep going so this company can keep, going as far as people going on vacations is the COVID thing going to come back and hurt them that's what you're really worried about on this stock but I do like what they do I do I do like that area I'm Steve Peasling I thank you for listening to this special invest talk bonus podcast please tell your friends about our program and our website investtalk.com remember our philosophy at KPP financial independent thinking and shared success You can learn more about our unbiased guidance and the variety of our investing programs at investtalk.com.
0: Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice or shall statements on this program be considered and offered to buy or sell securities.